With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Falls, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. Welcome back to From the Raptors, presented by Bannertown USA. It's me and Sam again. What's going on? I feel like you're. I feel like I should stop uh, introducing you at this point. I feel like I should just regard you as my co-host. I think that's it's time for that. All right, I'm with it. That's what we're gonna do from now on. But um, coming in today, kind of like last time, we didn't really write anything down to talk about except for that Rockets game. You want to start us off with that? Um. You know, I really hate the Rockets a lot. Um, it's. I mean, the Celtics blew that game, though. Like, yeah. you know, there there weren't free throws like there were in Houston. Like, they went like the last three minutes overtime, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't hit score, and they had plenty of chances. And we stopped them too. Like, they the Rockets weren't scoring either. We just couldn't make our layups and our shots. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, in fairness, we probably should have lost that game in regulation. That shot was incredible. Yeah, they – I mean, they were up 17 points. Yeah. that is. Oh, just, my God. Especially with the Rockets losing to the Knicks tonight, too. It's – I feel oh, like – I feel like with the Rockets, it's one of those things where if they're hitting their threes at a very high level, they're impossible to beat. But as soon as they hit a slump – they're screwed. Like, I feel like with the Knicks tonight, like, I haven't looked at the box score yet, but let me take a look. The Rockets shot 36% from three. Never mind. I don't know what, like, never mind. I have no excuse for the Celtics anymore. I was going to say the Rockets are a hot or cold team and they were making their shots, but Celtics just couldn't, couldn't pull through. Yeah. man. Like, that third quarter really killed them. Mm-hmm. You know, came out and made a bunch of threes, and then their lead got cut to nothing, and the Celtics forgot how to play offense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Our bench, dude. Like, it's – at this point, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, we got a combined, what, 13 minutes from Wanamaker, 13 from Grant, 13 from Ogilvy, and 11 from Langford, and they combined for four points in, what is that, like 50 minutes? I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do because I think the last day they could buy out players was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like as much as we do need a player to win this season, we, I as a Celtics fan, it's tough to – to imagine not wanting to win this season. like, And trust me, I'm not saying I don't want to win this season, but we're still so young. I feel like if you give Grant and Romeo and all these young guys a chance to develop instead of like cutting them right now, like they can develop into really good bench players that we would just be signing. Like We'd be signing, what, a 40-year-old Jamal Crawford and cutting a 26-year-old Javante Green? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I'm not I'm not saying, like, uh, I, mean, I guess if they signed somebody up exactly. the market, they'd have to cut somebody, but, like, I don't know. It, it really it kills me. Depends. No, 
I know exactly what you're saying. <sighs> like the the bench has just not been, and it's it's been a problem all year. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people like really failed to recognize that yeah. early on because the the popular media opinion was that the Celtics need a big guy, and now they obviously don't because Tice has been sensational. He's been incredible. Amazing. Yeah, he's been solid, solid, solid as of late. He let me look. He's got over his last 10 games, he's averaging 14 and 10. Yeah. Does it say how many blocks he's averaging? Uh, 0.8. Oh, okay. That's not that great. But, I mean, he had three. For the season, he's averaging 1.3. Yeah, he had three against Houston. Like, uh, it's just so tough to lose a game when, like, all your starters play so well. And I I don't want to, like, blame the bench. Like, it's – I feel like once Smart gets back to the bench and we have Kemba – Things will get a little bit better, obviously, because we'll, we'll have another all-star and we'll have some like guys to give the starting lineup a break. But something else I want to say, where is Cantor been? Do you think that hip injury is just nagging him till this point? Like, I think so. Um, I, I do think so because Danny Ainge was talking about that last week. He was on Toucher and Rich, and they asked him about the bench. And he mentioned that Tice was still kind of dealing with that. So I think it might be affecting his play a little bit. But like you say, when when Marcus is back on the bench, it's a little different. Yeah. Because with him and Cantor off the bench, you have really two solid players. Mm -hmm. Then like there is a drop off and that eighth man is really situational, which is fine. No, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Because, like, when we're healthy, I feel like we have the best seven-man rotation in the league, in my opinion. But I'm trying to think. I mean, probably. Like, Kemba, Brown, Hayward, You have the most Tatum, versatile, Tice. for sure. Okay, yeah. That's a better way to put it. Like, like the best thing that, that makes the Celtics great is that they can hit you from anywhere. That's true. You got three guys averaging 20-plus points. Hayward's at 17. And then... Marcus is at 13. So, like, mm-hmm. all five of those, and even Tice now. I mean, Tice is only at nine per game, but l- lately he's been really good. Exactly. So, he's a, I think they're, they're shaping up well for the playoffs. Um, you know, the last couple losses were really tough. Could have gone either way. So, they've been really solid. They, they didn't even play well against Houston, and they still almost beat a team that's one of the favorites in the West. I mean, I one of the probably top three or four for sure. Dude, I know you hate the Rockets. Like, you especially hate the Rockets, but they're so good, dude. Like, the way they play. I'm, I'm not saying they're not good, but, no, like, yeah. the way they play. It's annoying. I mean, listen, they played for real in Boston. They they win. I mean, they won on free throws, but, like, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't live at the line like they did in Houston. Mm-hmm. So it's more respectable. Um but yeah, like when when they're getting to line like they were in Houston, like you can't even watch the game. Like no. it's ridiculous. I remember one play during this Rockets game specifically when uh Russell went up for one of his little mid-range bank shots and the ball was like halfway to the bucket and he goes and one and then the ref calls it. It was just like like really guys? Like do you just like Russell Westbrook's so good and he's fine. Like I feel like this is the best basketball he's played in a long time like like stats aside, like this is some really good basketball from him, but it's just so annoying to see the superstars get the calls they want. And don't get me wrong, like when Jason Tatum has been getting them lately, I've been loving it. But like when it's against you, it's a whole other story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 
I, I don't really think – I mean, Tatum's been getting more calls lately, but he hasn't been getting, like, insane calls, I don't think. Um, it, it gets frustrating, though, when, like, you know, like you say, like, they're going to the basket and it's just a whistle. Like, if they don't make the layup, it's a whistle. It's brutal. For sure. It's, like, relentless, too. The Rockets just play, like – the most annoying style of basketball I can ever imagine. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just they have two amazing, amazing superstars that just know how to get fouled. Like, that's like Harden, as good as a three-point shooter, as good as he is at driving and dribble moves and step backs. The way he just, like, can always get the call, I despise it as an opponent. But it's so, like, the intelligence it takes and Russ is super good at it too, but it's just – I don't know if they, like, bought a, a property in the ref's head or bought them off or they're just insanely – like, have really high basketball IQ or just know the rules. I, I It's it's baffling to me how they get every call. And this isn't me complaining. Like, it sucks to watch, but it's just – like, I don't get it. I just don't understand how it happens. Right. And it, it sucks. Like, yeah. it really sucks when you're up against it. And it it'll be interesting to see how it goes in the playoffs because like like you say like it's seven games mm-hmm. you can just see the difference between last uh, Saturday's game and then the game in Houston how different it was so I mean they lost tonight to the Knicks they're not impermeable I mean obviously like the Knicks are gonna win once in a while <laughs> it happens the Celt- Celtics will lose to teams too it's not exactly. like they don't it's part of basketball it happens. Let me ask you a question. So I wrote an article today. Uh, it's coming out, I believe, not tomorrow, but the next day, Wednesday. And I'm trying to figure out who the Celtics will roll out on their bench unit in the playoffs. So I assumed – this is assuming that obviously Cantor and Smart will get minutes in a healthy rotation. But I'm assuming that – I hope this doesn't happen, but this is me assuming Cantor continues this stretch of weirdness where he's just not playing – and Smart returns to the bench. So I'm talking, like, who's going to be our seventh man and who's going to be our eighth man? Uh, you want to run me through who you think's going to get those last two spots on the bench? Like, rotate, so, like, so matchup you're aside. Saying, you're saying Cantor's... Still hurt, yeah. Don't count Cantor. Smart's the sixth man who's seven and eight, and don't count Cantor. Because we know Cantor, when he's healthy, can contribute. But I'm talking, like, if we need two extra guys from our bench that doesn't usually, like, perform... Very well. Who do you think is going to step up and take those last two spots, according to Brad Stevens' rotations? You're probably going to see um, Robert Williams. Okay. I think um, I think he he's going to be important down the stretch here, especially mm-hmm. he brings that athleticism to the center spot. Tice is athletic, but he's not as big as Robert Williams is. Mm-hmm. So they're the same height. Fun fact. No way. Yep. Robert Williams. Williams is, oh, wait, never mind. He's two inches taller. I thought I yeah. swore Robert Williams was like 6'8". Who am I thinking? No. Who am I thinking? You're thinking of um, – who are you thinking of? Interesting. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Anyways, continue. Is Jason Tatum 6'8"? He's pretty tall. Yeah, he's 6'8". Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Maybe that's who you're talking about. I don't know. I, I'm probably just being a moron. Anyways, continue with your thought. Yeah, Robert Williams is going to be a big deal when he comes back, I mm-hmm. think. Um He's going to give the Celtics a similar option to Tice off the bench. Mm -hmm. More athletic, though, I'd say. Rather than Cantor, who 
is his own player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty important when you think about, um, you know, sticking with players like Embiid or Giannis because Tice, Tice has been really great lately. So you kind of, it's, it's tough to lose that when he goes to the bench and having Robert Williams just takes a lot of pressure off um, Cantor if he's hurt and also the other players on the floor because they can kind of not worry about the paint being wide open. So that's that's probably my seventh man. And then uh, who who else? I mean, I I just I still feel like the eighth man is subject to matchups. Okay, I respect it. Yeah, um, maybe Wanam. It's probably Wanamaker. They like him a lot. I, you do? No, they do. I they mean, do. I, I don't mind him, but like he's been kind of cold lately. The I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like shitting on him or anything. Yeah. You know, people go through stretches. I don't. I don't Dude, care. But... I don't know if you're seeing it. The amount I put no, a tweet out today. Yeah, yeah, people are pissed. Like, yeah. calm down. Against Portland, he had thirteen five and four. Like, and against um, Utah, he had eight one and three. He has one rough game against the Rockets where he barely plays and he plays thirteen minutes. And you guys are gonna tell him that he should get put on a G League roster? Come on. He has been our most cons- – okay, I'm going to go on a little rant here. He has been our most consistent player this season. He has played the most games out of anybody this season. He's played fifty out of 58 out of our 59 games. He's shooting 39% from three, and he's leading the NBA in free throw percentage. And you're going to tell me he belongs on a G League roster? Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know if he's been the most consistent player. I, I'm just talking about health-wise. I meant health-wise. Uh, health-wise? Because he's played yeah, right. the most games. Tatum's close, though, if you're talking about health. Yeah, no. I'm just talking about, like, I was just looking at who's played the most games, and, like, health consistency on the Celtics is a very rare thing, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Do you stand by Hayward? That's another thing. I see a lot of Hayward slander on on Twitter. Yeah, I don't, I don't like people that go at Hayward. I think Hayward is just doing what he's supposed to do. He's not... I mean, he, he might be able to do it himself if he really had to, but that's not his job. His job is to facilitate, and he wasn't bad in the Houston game. If you want to give him crap for being bad down the stretch, then you got to give it to everybody because nobody was exactly. really great. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He was pretty solid in that game. Let me let me just double check to make sure I'm got, not being. I got you right here. He shot eight for sixteen, not bad. Yeah, fifty percent. I'm fine with it. If he you shot fifty percent, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And he shot two for six from from three, which isn't great. But every single Celtic starter who made a three shot thirty three percent. So yeah, he's shooting fifty percent on the year. Exactly. He's fine. Leave him mm-hmm. alone. I'm so sick of everybody going at Hayward. Stop. He's averaging you... 17, six and a half, four assists, almost a steal, and while shooting 50% uh, above his career average, 38% from three, above his career average, and 85% from the free throw line, above his career average. How are you going to tell me that he's the problem on the Celtics this year? He's not. Exactly. He, he might be the most important player on the Celtics, to yeah. be honest. Facts. He's the integral piece, especially, especially with Kemba out. Because with us down a point guard and a playmaker, then you got to have playmaking from somewhere. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's third on our team in assists. 
I don't know, man. Um, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety percent sure. I think it goes. No, I'm. I'm. I'm here. sure it's Kemba Smart than Hayward. So like, and with, when Hayward comes, I mean, when Smart comes off the bench, when Kemba gets back, yeah, it is. It's. It's just. I don't know, man. It frustrates me to see. I don't want to like go at Twitter hard, but like so many people on there are just so uneducated about actual like basketball statistics like they see hayward have one off game where he didn't even have an off game or um wanamaker put up like two points or zero points on over two shooting like basketball is more than points guys like there's so much more to the game than points casuals are the worst they really (laughs) are no they they really are and we got a lot of them after the patriots lost that's what i'm saying so I really, I really hate casual fans like Dude, a lot. This is how the season went. The Celtics in October through December were playing great. Gordon Hayward was on fire. Jason Tatum and Brown were playing solid. Brown was super efficient. Kemba was finally getting his mojo as a Celtic. Our bench was doing decent. Cantor was showing his true colors. Grant Williams made a three. Taco Fall had taco time. Like everything was going well, and then January hits. And we go on a slump. Our first slump of the season, I would say. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. Our, like, yeah. Our first I big slump so. of the season. Against, like, we lost to Washington. The tough game against the Spurs. Like, all those games. And that happened to be the time that the Patriots lost to the Titans. And so all these casuals come over saying, oh, the Celtics need to do this. Oh, the Celtics need to trade their young core for um, a big man. Oh, the Celtics need Drummond and get rid of Hayward. The Celtics need more depth on the bench. Like, you spent the whole season caring about only the Patriots, and then you're going to come over to a group of Celtics fans like you and me, Sam, who have watched the Celtics the whole season and tell the team what they need to do. Like, that's just so wrong. Like, I just – you're right, casuals, man. (laughs) No, they're the worst. They really are. And, you know, like like we say, I mean – I don't know. Just just keep your opinions to yourself. You don't watch all the games. I mean, it sounds bad. Like if you no. listen to the podcast, you're probably not casual. Yeah. Because like if you care enough to like listen to a podcast, exactly. Like, this small, <laughs> you're not like a casual at all. <laughs> this small. That's so facts. Yeah, because like no, but no freaking casual click on any podcast they see. Like you really have to be like starving for stuff to exactly to this. Probably. Hey, I, I appreciate it though. All the listens, all you guys listening that listen to this on the regular, we love you. Like honestly, so much. And like, like we mentioned the first time I was on here, um, being a Celtics fan is like being in a cult. Yep. And you know, you you just kind you you get it if you if you get it, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very it's very exclusive thing. I mean, there are people that say they're fans, but there's. There's people that are posers, man. Like, they're not real fans. I agree. You're going to that Nets game tomorrow, aren't you? I am. I am um, going to the school trip, so we'll see how that goes. I've been trying to find one of my buddies to go with, but none of them are free, so. Isn't it the worst? Yeah. When you're, like, trying to get people to go with you, and, like, they're like, nah. Like, like I got my boy Tyler to go with me, Mm -hmm. and, like, that was a force because <laughs> I had to like convince him because the time we, we signed up to go Kyrie wasn't hurt yet. And I was like, dude, this is like a once in a lifetime oh. thing. You'll get to go to a game like this and like give That's him some hell for leaving. And like, I convinced him and now he's all pissy because he's not going to play. 
And like he's not even a casual. Like Tyler's a pretty good fan, but like yeah, he's all mad. He's like, oh, I have exams Monday. Like, <laughs> I don't study for exams, dude. Yes. I don't believe in studying. I really don't. I might I might look things over, but I don't believe in like I can't, really really racking my brains out. I can never sit down and just like focus on one thing for that long. Like my mind goes to other places. Yeah, like it's not like I have a short attention span. It's just like I mean I, I do if I don't care about something. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> no that's so i relate so much dude i just oh man I, one of my buddies said they would go <clears throat> but then he remembered he had work and so it was like a dagger but it's it's fine it's fine last time i was at a celtics game they were playing the nuggets and uh <laughs> I'm, I'm still 20 but my my friends are 21 so they got a couple a couple beers at the game and they were just ragging on Jokic. They were like, "Yo, I can feel the earthquake from up here, <laughs> dude." They were just. Did you go to the Isaiah game? Uh, that was. Was the... that when he, um, the first time he played in the Garden since he got traded? No, this was the Nuggets uh... game this year. It was this year. It was this year. Oh, so. uh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that I was wish. a good game to go to. That was a high pass game. Were you there? No, but like I remember it. Oh, okay. That was the game. They went on a huge <laughs> run to end the third quarter, I think, or it might have been the half. They went on a big run. Tatum and Brown had big back-to-back Damn. plays. I want to go to the game tomorrow so bad. I'm still going to ask a bunch of people and see if I can go, but my hopes are low at the moment. So. I don't even know where we're sitting. Like, I don't know where our <laughs> tickets are yet. Like, oh, I'm shoot. going to get to the bus tomorrow, and they're going to be like, all right, here's your tickets. Do you think you're, are you guys in the balcony, you think? Oh, for sure. <laughs> not a chance we're not in the balcony. It was 60 bucks to go to the game. They get you loge seats. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I would have been down, like, because there's, like, 30 people going to get yeah. a luxury box. That would be lit. Yeah, you talked about this. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. I don't know, man. Anyways, I got the um the player stats for the team this season up in front of me. I want you to guess, what is Jason Tatum averaging after that run? Like, on the season, what is, what's his points average? I also have the player okay, stats you got up it. in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's a lot higher than I thought. I thought he'd be around, like, 21, 22. He's at 23 yeah, he's almost- and a half. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. Bro. And he had 32 the other day, and he didn't play. He didn't play well. I know. He didn't play good at all. I thought he was bad. He he just seemed off. Like the first half of the game, he couldn't get anything going. Everybody was just kind of off. It was just an off game, and they went to overtime. I mean, against a good team, like yeah, yeah they lost. It's frustrating, but like you, you got to respect that. Like they played bad without mm-hmm. Kemba, and like they still they still really had the game in their hands. It feels like it. it feels like Kemba's been out forever. Like we haven't seen him play in a basketball game in a Celtics uniform in so long. <sighs> yeah, yeah, really. Well, it's because we had All Star break, and he played in that game, and then there was like four days after that ended until basketball started up again, and but then he hasn't been back since. He's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. They say that's that's I what I saw, saw too. Yeah, but so... but they said he wouldn't be back for the back to back against the Cavs. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we should beat the Cavs anyways. I have Drummond now. I God forbid if Drummond goes off in that I game. I swear to God. Oh, they should have got Drummond. <laughs> All the casuals. Like hey Hayward shoots like a slightly off, like seven for sixteen instead of eight for sixteen, and they're like, Oh, we needed to trade him for Drummond, who like got like ten and ten, like some shit like that. I really, I really hate like that people like hate on Hayward. Like they, they just like wait. They wait till he does bad, and then they come out. And like he wasn't even bad, and he, he was bad down the stretch. But it, like I said, everybody was. If they, if that wasn't true, then they would have won. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. I don't even know what to say about it at this point, man. It's. I was talking to um, 
my uh, my friend the other day after the game, or maybe no, I was on a, a post game show. I was on the CLNS post game show talking about it, and I was How is like, that? It, it's cool. It's actually a really fun experience. Like knowing that you're you alive. do it like this. Uh yeah, yeah. I just have my setup here, and I they send me a link and whatever. It's cool. They're cool guys. Uh, Bobby Manning's a really cool dude. But I was talking about how like if you're gonna blame anybody, blame the team as a whole. Like no one shot well. Like just because Hayward happened to miss a three doesn't mean you forget about everyone else missing their layups. That, that's not how that works. Yeah, like Tice missed a, like a putback, and then Smart missed like a little funny layup. It's just... Yeah, I mean, one thing I will complain about is. The way remember when Smart got the rebound off the Hayward miss with like twenty seconds left? Yeah. And like he got kind of mauled and then yeah. Arda went down and got a foul call. Dude. I... Like if you're gonna call Tiki Tack fouls then you gotta call what happened to Smart. Like he got kinda I'm pretty sure it, I it tweeted would... out during that. <laughs> it, I... it was like pretty close, but like no, I don't dude. know, man. I, like I'm you... pretty sure I tweeted out, quote, wait, Marcus Smart just got murdered. <laughs> Let me see. If you're gonna yeah, call yeah, yeah. it, if you're gonna call, if you're not gonna call that, then you can't call it. The thing you can't yeah, I know. I on. I tweeted out, "Wait, Smart got murdered." Like, <laughs> it's just, I feel like maybe it's just my bias as a Celtics fan, but I feel like sometimes the calls are just not in our favor. And that's like not, the only time I complain about the refs is against Houston. I, I try not to complain <laughs> about officials because really, like, even if you want to. Look back at Saturday's game, like we said, like they didn't play well enough to win. No, yeah, it's just they they still could have won the game despite whatever calls you think were missed or whatever. You you really can't blame the refs for that. It's just a scapegoat. Like like nobody was really good in the overtime, and they they had the door wide open, and they didn't win. For sure, and I feel like it's so much easier to blame the refs in a game against like a team like the Rockets because they get so many foul calls that it seems like you're getting so many less. When in reality, let me look at this box score real quick. No, on Saturday they didn't get they didn't get a whole lot. No, I know, but it just seems like they do, like because they always like, in the they first game do. they did. Yeah, the first game they absolutely did. And if you <laughs> want to blame the refs, that's the game to blame them. Yeah, like we shot seven more free throws in the Rockets that game, so I, I don't know. What what's with this whole missing free throws thing? I don't know. I don't know where it's come from. It's it's Tatum. I'm noticing it with Tatum. Tatum Tatum's starting to miss free throws. Like he missed the he missed the first one and then he had to miss the second one. Yeah. So like, I guess you can discount this one of the misses. I mean, he shot like, ten for fourteen, which in reality is not awful. It's just like you got to make them. Yeah. You, you missed four free, free throws. throws. That's big. That's the game, right? Yeah. That's yeah, the game. If he made the first two free throws that he missed. He would have had the chance to win the game at the end of regulation, I think. Yeah, yeah. Something like, yeah, if he had made the first one, missed the second one, that brown shot would have won the game. Yeah. But then again, maybe he would have made it. I don't know. It, it was No, he uh You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a what if situation. I prob if if I was um if I was him, I think You would have missed it. I I like I like the um the option of making the free throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I like the quick two and a foul. I don't like, um, I, I don't like trying to go for the three at the end yeah. of games. It kind of, it kind of worries me. I like to see if you can make the other team make a mistake. Cause if you miss the free, the, the three, then the game's pretty much over. Like mm-hmm. it ends the game right there. But if you keep, if you keep making twos, like you're giving yourself a chance, I think. 
I mean, there does come a time where you have to go for the three. No, of yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was really pissed when Houston fouled and they didn't let him, uh, you know, play it out. I didn't like that. Yeah, that annoyed me. That annoyed I me feel too. like they need to change that rule. Like, I get it, but like, I don't know. You shouldn't. It's just, it was um. What's the word for it? It was like blue, it was like I got blue balled. Like like you're gonna you're gonna get a chance to win the game and you just foul him. Like come on, man, let him take. Well, the no, shot. it's a strategy, but like <sighs> I don't really, I I don't know. I feel like for entertainment that's purposes, what I'm saying. Yeah, as a fan, I wanted to see him take that shot. Yeah, you you don't want to see free throws. That's like that's soft. That's like the way the All Star game ended. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I don't know, the All Star game is a whole thing. Like. They, they needed to come up with a rule to, like, make it so it can't end on a free throw. Or if it does, like, it has to be, like, they follow them, like, three times in a row. On Something the same like session. that. I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's just part of the rules, I guess. Something yeah. I looked at, though. I was th- looking at um who takes the most free throws on the Celtics. Do you have do you still have the player stats up? I do, but I don't have that. Okay. How many... My guess is Tatum. Yeah. How many, though? How many do you think he takes a game? Probably eight or nine. He takes 4.7. That's it? That's it, and he leads the team. What are you on basketball? I'm on ESPN. You're on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're on NBA.com, you could like. I don't. I don't really know. No, I've got stuff on. I've got the team stats too. I've got team stats up too. Yeah. No, but I was going to say like if you like condense it to like the last twelve games. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Since he started scoring a lot of points, he's gone. He's been getting to the line a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. Here, I can go on basketball reference real quick. But who leads the league in free throws attempted? You want to guess? It's Harden. No, like um teams. What team? Oh, uh, probably Houston. Nope, they're second. They're second. Uh, let me think. Probably not the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta look at the teams. Mm-hmm. It's it's a is, top is it a team. it's a top it is team. a top team. I was just about to ask. Is it the Clippers then? It or is Milwaukee. It is the Clippers. Yeah. Where are the Celtics? Celtics are probably mid tier. Yep, seventeenth. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And like, we're there's no team below us. Actually, the Raptors are below us. But other than the Raptors, we have the best record. Like everybody below us has a worse record than us. Which is, uh, it's tough. Uh, it's gonna change because Tatum, Tatum. Yeah. is starting to get to the line a lot. I lo- you love to see it. You love to see it. It's he's. It, he I just, just changed his play style, though. It's not because he's all of a sudden. I mean, he is getting a little bit more calls, but he's going to the basket a lot more. It feels he's like starting to finish consistently. Too. It feels like the Celtics have a superstar again. Like, yeah, Kyrie was a superstar, but it didn't feel like it just because of no. It, it never did feel like yeah. it. You're right, but I mean, like it, it felt like it when they had Isaiah, though. Because yes, he was so insane. Yes, that's what I'm saying. This is the first time since Isaiah that, as a Celtics fan, I felt like we have a superstar on the team. And I mean, even in the playoff, I will actually, that's not true. When they played Washington, it felt like he was, but once they played Cleveland, it didn't matter. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm looking at Tatum's free throws over the last stretch. He had 14 against the Rockets. He only had five against Utah, none against Portland. He had 15 attempts against the Lakers, um, eight against Minnesota, 10 against the Clippers, nine against the Rockets the other time. You know what I'm noticing? He gets to the line like significantly more against really good teams like 14 against houston 15 against the lakers i mean 13 against the lakers no 15 he made 13 10 against the clippers nine against the rockets the other time 10 against philly like whenever tatum gets to the line 
more, it's against a really good basketball team. And then, like, when we're facing a worse team, he barely gets that line. Like, he had six against Atlanta. Like, I think that kind of has to do with uh, what I talk about all the time is, like, they kind of play down to the competition. It's not that he's playing bad, but it's like he's uh, playing up. He's he's just not playing as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No, yeah, I, I get you. I know what you're saying. Damn, I'm looking at Tatum's Portland game. He was plus 22 in the box score. That's kind of crazy. He's 16th in the league in scoring. That's crazy. Like there, he is in the top 16 players in the league in scoring. Yeah. Tatum, he's he's. Oh my god. I remember a couple of years ago when he first came on the team. You remember this when everyone was like, "He's going to be it. Tatum is it. Tatum is the superstar in the Celtics that we finally get." And now it, it like he is. It's come true. Yeah, and it's it's really cool that they drafted him. Yeah, uh, dude, we fleeced Philly. Like I, I will say that to the end of time, we fleeced Philly in that trade. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because like they were like a, we're going to give you yeah. a, a worse pick. Take. No, we're gonna give you like free picks just to take the same guy. Yeah, I know because we would have taken him at one. Ainge just said yeah, that. Yeah, that that yeah, that's what Ainge said. He was like, uh, yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, same guy. We're gonna take it one. We're gonna take it three. And they took Fultz, who I will give him credit. Fultz is having a decent year this year. I'm pretty sure. Like Fultz is playing well. That's and, so crazy. What happened with him though? He like forgot how to play. I don't know. I think it was like a nagging shoulder injury or something, and then it just like screwed up his shot completely. It's unfortunate. I know. You know? He's having Kyrie's a decent got, season. Uh, shoulder injury. Yeah. <laughs> you saying something about it? I think he's going to have a bad shot when he comes back. If he gets out of play, wouldn't that be something? That'd be, yeah. that'd be, that'd be real something. He's not even like wishing league. injury. It's just wishing that he forgets how to play. <laughs> he's already injured. I, I can't wish it on him. Exactly. Fultz is having a seat. Like, sorry, he's averaging 12 points. Three and a half rebounds and five assists. He's shooting forty six percent from the field. I will say he's shooting twenty four percent from three, which isn't great, but it's still like he's playing better. He's gotten. I feel like there was just too much pressure on him in Philly to be good immediately. Yeah, and like he, it was kind of tough fit because um, Simmons was the ball handler and he yeah. still is. So what what's Fultz exactly supposed to do? I don't know. I feel like he can be the point guard of the future there in Orlando. Him, um, Jonathan Isaac are going to be a decent pairing together, I think. Is he good at defense? Is is Markel Fultz a decent defender? Uh, I think he's athletic, so probably, yeah. He's averaging... I think that was like one of the things people Yeah, yeah he's averaging 1.3 1. 1. steals. He's a decent defender. I feel like stats are tough for defense. No, yeah. So steals doesn't always equal defense, but like if you have more steals, you're probably not a bad defender. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh wow! Brooklyn's they... lost four in a row. Four in a row. Really? Five and six. Yeah. I love that. That's and awesome. they've played their last four games: uh, Orlando, Washington, Atlanta, Miami. <clears throat> Dang. So you know damn well they're going to come to play tomorrow. <laughs> of course. Um, Chicago just beat Dallas. Wow. I really don't like Chicago. You I don't what? like Zach Levine. You don't like Zach Levine? No, I don't like Chicago. Why? Any reason? I just think he's overrated. Like, he's not winning. 
and their coach sucks, and they all complain at the coach. Their organization like that. is bad. They're just like a poorly run organization. I really don't like that. Like, uh, I don't like when players kind of go at the coach like that. I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I think the guy is kind of a bad coach. Yeah, no. you know, they're not successful, and they have all right talent on that team. I feel but, like it's hard for us as Celtics fans. I feel like we've been very spoiled with coaches. We, yeah, we have. Been <laughs> spoiled. We've been spoiled with GM. You know, Danny's great. Brad Stevens is a god. Brad Stevens is great. You know, they've drafted fairly well lately. And yeah. People always knocked on Ainge for not being able to draft. And, like, yeah, like Kelly Olenek. He wasn't he was bad. Man. It just wasn't great. You know what I mean? But he, he finally hit. to the conference finals. He's savage. So. Yeah, thanks. But he finally um, hit on Tatum and Brown two in a row. Yeah, people didn't like the Brown pick either. They all wanted uh, they wanted him to draft Chris Dunn because he's yeah. a PC. Yeah, I remember um, that. I remember yeah. when everyone wanted to draft him. I probably was in this boat too a long time ago. Uh, I remember when Julius Randle was on the board instead of uh, Marcus Smart. And we no, had- I never liked that because, like, I remember. I think, like, he said he didn't want to play here. Like, I think he oh. said he wanted to play for the Lakers. Like, he said he didn't oh. want to play here. People like that. I can't stand people like that. Like, you're not on a team in the league, and you're gonna come into the draft saying, like, "Oh, I want to play for this team." Like that. Like, stop. You're 19, 20 years old, and you're gonna come into the NBA draft. A chance that people like kids dream about. Like, if I had the opportunity to play in the NBA, like. That's it would be a dream come true. Like I would love my life. I would just be so grateful to get on any team that drafts me. And like I get the Lonzo situation because I feel like that was more his dad. But people who come into the draft saying I want to play for this team, like get get out of here with that shit, man. But even then, like with the Lonzo thing, like it all made sense. Like the picks no, yeah. lined up. You knew Fultz was gonna go number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's from there. Like, if I got drafted, I would I would want to play for the Celtics. Exactly, obviously. but I I wouldn't go out into the media and saying I'm only gonna play for the Celtics. Don't bother. Yeah, I wouldn't say me. I'm only gonna play for the Celtics. But like, if I played for the Celtics, I feel like if I was in the league, and I really wish players like did this more. Like, I would like I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say I would talk shit per se, but like I would like really. I I would like talk a lot more than people talk. Like I don't like. There's like no. <laughs> Like, real, like, um... You'd be like Marcus Smart. Guess. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd really hype up the team. Like, I'd... Yeah. I'd embrace, like, the rivalry. Dude, I love Grant Williams for that reason. Like, he's always in the media making jokes. Like, he'll go up to Smart in an interview and pretend to be an interviewer. He'll, like... Remember when he went in the media and said, if Brown, Kemba, and Jason all get all-star bids, yeah, I'm he's dying by his pink. hair. <laughs> yeah. Like... But, like... Like, if I was in the league, like, I feel like I would, like, I would trash, like, rival teams a lot. Like, I would, like... Like, Pat Beth. I would, like, without hesitation, like, like they'd be, like, the Lakers game coming up, and I'd be, like, well, F the Lakers. Like, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'd say something like that. Like, there's no fire now. Like, people just are, like, oh, like, great organization, blah, blah, blah. They have to, I feel like they have to be that nice, though. Like, it's... I don't uh, like that, though. Yeah, like, no. I, I respect people more that aren't like that. No, like, I agree with you, yeah. You know, like you know Jimmy Butler. Real. I respect the hell out of yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, or like Embiid. Mm-hmm. I like Embiid a lot because I like, I and I've said it. before, I think he would be perfect to play here because like people would love that. People in Philly love it. Um, so I I like when players speak their mind and they're not like cookie cutter, cardboard cutout replica replica people like in the media. Like you can't. I don't know. You got to have some personality. I agree. I feel like. 
the media has made it so it's impossible to speak out without getting like clap backed on like remember that comment earlier this season like marcus morris was like oh he plays like a girl like i'm not gonna stand by that comment like you shouldn't say that but like i don't know man like it's not that you shouldn't say it like people have said that forever why is it all of a sudden wrong i get like i understand why it's wrong like equal rights like like yes obviously i don't want to get into politics equal rights is like a myth like everyone wants equal rights till the bill comes it's just (laughs) (laughs) I, I, Bill Burr has a great joke on like equal rights. Oh man! Like, like, he says it's like a buffet, and like they're like, ah, oh, equal pay. I'll take some of that. Paying for the bill? Nope, don't want any oh, of that. Oh my god! Let's. I'm not Bye. getting into politics. Let's bring it back to basketball. The safe zone here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, I'm not like super political. But, no, like, yeah, I just don't like either. double standards. Me, like, I yeah, really no. care. I'm for equality. It's exactly. just like like real equality. Like not like you know, it's not like not half equality. Yeah. <laughs> That that's that's doesn't make sense. Anyways, have you seen the way Washington's been playing lately? Not that it matters to us as Celtics fans, but Bradley Beal. Uh, well, I know they beat the Nets. I know that because Bradley just, Beal is so good, man. Like I feel like it's one of the more untalked about things in the league. Like Bradley Beal is a superstar, and he's just on an awful team. John Wall coming back soon. Man, they, they're 15 games under 500. I know, man. Jesus. Like, they seem like a better team, right? Because they have Bradley Beal. John Wall. That's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, he's not even going to be back this season. I feel like John Wall hasn't played since the Celtics played the Wizards in the playoffs. Facts. Like, I feel like he hasn't played in forever. Dude, another dude who is, like, obviously not as good as John Wall, but who hasn't played in forever. Remember Andre Robertson on the Thunder? He hasn't played in a while. I mean, I know he was hurt, but I didn't know how long. He hasn't played since, like, yeah, he hasn't played since uh, 2017-18. He only played 39 games. Like, I, I feel like with injuries, like, I don't know what he was injured with, but it, it, they just, like, obviously they suck, but it's just so unfortunate to see a team or a player be down and out so long because of an injury. Like, Juice, uh, Yusuf Nurkic in uh, portland like that team would be so much better if he was on the floor and like yeah KD, that's obviously. a good team yeah well, i'm glad i mean I, i'm not glad he's no, yeah. like, it's kind of nice not having him yeah exactly that'd be a scary right. team it, it's nice that the nets aren't good we'll put it that way yeah it's, <laughs> we'll it's it nice that. it's nice um toronto lost again yesterday did they yep they lost to denver so wait does that put us we're like half a game behind now right yep so so the houston game means nothing now Exactly. Well, that's a great way to say it. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're still upset about the Houston game, don't be. We're fine. Um, fine. Yeah, things are all right. I feel like the Houston game, like, I was upset, obviously, because, like, we hit that clutch shot and we were so close, but we just didn't play well the whole game. We low-key didn't deserve to win the game, I feel like. As much as, like, that sucks. Like, we deserve to win every game because I want to win every game, but we just played poor, like, the whole game. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're only half a game behind the Raptors and the Heat. We we've like made a little bit of a, a gap between us and then the Heat, Sixers, and Pacers. Like it's yeah, a, it's they've nice separated because they've been so hot, and the, the other teams haven't. It's great. I Miami's know. actually been kind of rough lately. Yeah, the I, Pacers they won, too. They won tonight. They won three in a row now. Before that, they were kind of they were struggling a lot. Pacers have. Oh wait, Pacers have won three in a row too. Really? They were struggling before that too, though. The Nets have been on a loop. Pacers streak. are up three on the Spurs right now. So yeah, that was a close game. That was about a minute and a half. 
Dude, do you think the Washington – do you think the Wizards could sneak into the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, they're four games out. Only four games out, but I mean, both, both teams. those teams are bad. Exactly. It, it, I mean, it doesn't even matter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, but – Let's see. How I, funny would it be for the Nets to miss the playoffs, though? It'd be fire. I'd be love fire. that. Um. The Celtic. I'm looking at the standings. Yeah, now. me they too. Point differential. Celtics have the one, second best in the East. Third, third, third in the NBA. Yeah. The Dallas Mavericks point differential is so good. What? Yeah, they're legit. I like Dallas. A Wait, lot. but like, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's so good for like such a low place in the standings. I mean, they're only three games out of fourth, though. I know, but do they just like when they lose? They must just lose by so little. Like they must just hit like one point loss. Yeah, they only lost by two tonight. Actually, I guess. Man. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, they lost to um, the Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's brutal. They're not, trying to climb up, man. They're exactly. Losing. Not a great loss for them. <clears throat> think the Grizzlies stick with their playoff spot, or do you think like the Pelicans? Whoa! Look at that race for eight in the West. You see that? Yeah. There's yeah five teams up for it. But four of those teams are exactly the same amount of like games out. I hope Memphis loses out just for the draft pick. Um, yeah, facts. Big facts. They have the yeah. toughest strength of schedule going forward. Yeah. <laughs> who do you um, want to get it? Like, who would you pick out of those teams to get it? Uh, I think Portland just because they're well, – Portland's probably the most legit, I think. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not. Maybe, no. maybe New Orleans – my thing is, like, I have arguments for every team, except for maybe the Kings. But anyways, like, <laughs> the Grizzlies would be cool because, like, Ja in the playoffs would be sick. But then again, like, I want them out so we get the draft pick in the lottery. The Blazers, I just think Damian deserves it so much because he's such a good player. Like, he's an all-NBA caliber player, like, MVP type guy and just a subpar talent team. The Pelicans would be fun because they're so young, and if they got the eight seed, they'd face LeBron in the first round, and that'd be such a good storyline. Like, come on now. And then the Spur- no, that'd be fire, right? That would be plus. The Pelicans started off very, very slow. They like did. they were really, really bad over like the first fifteen games. So, yeah. like, if you want to like think about since and how good they've been, yeah, like, they're, they're they're decent. They're not that bad. Mm-hmm. And then the Spurs, if they make the playoffs, they'd keep up their, what, like 20-plus year streak? Like, that'd be crazy. I, I saw something talking about that, and, like, they need to they need to start missing. Because, like, they kind of need to scrap that team. Like, it's not that I good. know. It's so unfortunate because you don't want to waste Pop's talent. But, like, that team's just not good, man. Like, you have two guys in LaMarcus and DeMar DeRozan who just aren't built for this type of basketball. Like, DeMar can't shoot the three. Like, LaMarcus can shoot it with some consistency, but he needs to be in the post. I think Aldridge is good, but like he's I think he they're getting old, both of them. Yeah, facts. And I don't I don't think DeRozan's that good. I think Lamarcus so. would be great on a team like the uh just like a contending team. Like if he was on the Nuggets or just like I don't know. I don't even know where he'd be good. Like <sighs> He'd probably be really good with um he might be good in Philly. Yeah, I guess so. He might be good in Miami. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Where would DeMar DeRozan be good, though? That's the thing. Like, would he be good anywhere? Toronto. <laughs> Dude, I was so sad for them when they traded DeMar. Just, like, the friendship with him and Lowry and the history he had with that city. Like, obviously, it won them a championship. 
So it was good in the long run or the short run. I remember that news broke at like four in the morning. Yeah, I know, dude. That was so fucking sad. Well, they won a championship, so it's not that sad. They did win a championship. Toronto. Sad for him. That's it. Yeah, (laughs) sad for him, man. I was sad for Jonas Valanciunas, too. I mean, obviously, Marc Gasol was better, but in the short term, he was better. But right now, I would say Jonas Valanciunas is a better player than Marc Gasol. Would you agree? Uh, you know, I really – I'm not – No idea. <laughs> not uh, in the position to answer that question. <laughs> I feel. I, I don't watch either team. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Valanciunas... Toronto's in Canada. They don't get coverage. And yeah. Memphis is in Memphis, and they don't get coverage. So I really don't know a lot. I got I, I've heard Gasol's not been great. Though. I just I've know he's been um, not that great. Valanciunas is having a solid season. He's averaging almost 15 points, 11 rebounds, and two assists with a block. So it's like he's playing well. Celtics have a lot of games this week. They got four games. So they play. Really? They play Brooklyn, then they play oh, Cleveland, yeah. and they play Utah, and then they play OKC on Sunday. So um, they they got a busy week. I'm hyped. Plenty of Celtics basketball. I'm hyped. This two-day drought after a, like... There be four wins this week, but we'll yeah. see. Oklahoma um, City is going to be the toughest game, I think. Yeah, they're going to come to play after the game in OKC. I think exactly. Utah's going to come to play, too. Yeah. I, I think Brooklyn's going to come to play tomorrow, too. I, I think it's it's going to be a tough week, but they should not lose. And then there's Cleveland. <laughs> and then there's Cleveland, they should they should wipe Cleveland. Cleveland's the only game I would say we should definitively win that game. Like we should win the Nets game, but I feel like they're going to come. They like they have a scrappy team. It's and... at the Garden. They should win. Exactly, but like three home games this week, they shouldn't lose. Where are we away in Utah? No, we're in OKC. Cleveland. We're in Cleveland. Oh, even we're better. Cleveland. There are three yeah. tough games in in Boston. Yeah. That's great. So three, they they should win four games this week. I don't know if they will, but I think they should win more. Celtics should win every game. We should. Do you think? Wait, is, am I being stupid? How, yeah, no. We should hit fifty wins like easily. This season, How many right? wins? What, they got forty-one now. They yeah. only have to win nine more. Yeah, they should hit it for sure. I would hope so. <clears throat> I think sixty. The, um. Yeah, I was about to say the yeah. the real mark should be like fifty-five, sixty that they're trying to hit. I feel like fifty-five. How many games they got left? They got. Well, we've played what? Quick maths here. Quick they're maths. forty-one and eighteen. So Twenty-three. Twenty-three games left. They played sixty-nine games. Nice. Um, <laughs> no wait, no, we played fifty-nine games. Ah, brutal. So yeah, Dang. twenty-three games. Twenty-three games left. We'd have to go tw- nineteen and four to win sixty. Yeah, that's tough. That's but... real tough. Especially uh, they play Milwaukee twice, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Milwaukee but... twice, Toronto twice, Miami twice. No, no Miami once. once. Toronto once. Toronto too. once. Miami twice. Indiana twice. So yeah. it's it's not going to be easy. But I feel like 55 is a solid mark to strive for. The real question yeah. is, do the Bucks win 70? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. They'd need to go 18-3. and three. I mean... Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's crazy to see 52-9 and nine on paper right now. <laughs> It is, but like it's kind of crazy that like, what's it called? Like the Warriors didn't even lose ten games that season. That's crazy. What happened? The the Warriors didn't even lose ten games this season. <laughs> yeah, like they did not lose ten times. That's dude. Didn't we beat them once that year? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. They once. beat they beat them in uh, Oracle. Yeah, we were the first team to beat them in Oracle, right? That was crazy. Yeah, was I remember hyped. I stayed up to watch the game. I was hyped. I watched it in, I'm pretty sure, like, one of my friend's dorms. Or, yeah. 
Dude, ugh. On paper, the Bucks look terrifying. And in real life, I guess they really are terrifying. But you know what I mean? I feel like they're more beatable than they look on paper, if that makes sense. I think they don't look as scary on paper. But really? like they're in real life, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, like man. on paper, you really can just say, well, it's really just Giannis and Middleton. Bledsoe's okay. Okay. But yeah. like, no, I, I was like, I'm just like, in real standings. life, like they're like re- really, really nasty. Like their bench is really they're solid. Like all the starters are solid players, even though like on their own, they're not great, but they fit really well. Yeah. Like no, Lopez. Dante DiVincenzo is amazing. Like he's having a great season. Like he's he's one of the I wish surprises. I wish they weren't as deep. They're super super deep. I know, and they just got Marvin Williams too. Yeah, but like I, there's like a certain point. Like you can only play so many players. Yeah, yeah. So like I don't know how impactful he's gonna be. I don't like, know, I man. Think, I don't think they even needed him. No, they definitely didn't need him, but he was better than Dragon Bender. So why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've got. We were talking about uh, Wanamaker earlier. Yeah. And I meant to bring this up. Yeah, yeah. Is like he isn't someone that they want to replace right this second. Maybe over the summer he's somebody they look to like fill you in think that so? backup role. Yeah. I mean he's all right, but I think like they can improve there. I feel like I would rather keep Wanamaker. Is he is he on an expiring deal this season? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh I think so. It's been two years, so I think it might have been a two year contract. Let me. I'll look that up. But what I was gonna say, I'll say this while I'm looking it up. Um, I feel like if we can keep him, even on as like an eighth man, and get rid of like Poirier, because like in reality, do we really need Poirier? Like we got three solid centers, and then Grant Williams too. I feel like if we can trade Poirier in a package that like the draft, and like flip him and a couple of our draft picks, because we have three first rounders this year for just like one more bench piece, and trade him to like <clears throat> I don't know. Let me look at the standings again. Like, I don't think him. anybody wants him though. That's the problem. No, that's and what I'm like, saying. That's why we attach draft. Picks. Here's the thing about Poirier. Like, I'm not, I'm not uh, out on him yet. Really, he just hasn't really gotten a lot of minutes. Like when he's been in, like he hasn't been great. But like he, I, I feel like Ainge is really good at the overseas talent. So like, I feel like there's got to be something there for him to have signed him. My thing is, I think as he's mu- all right. As much as he could be good, like I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying like we have Williams. Um, Williams, I can't think right now. Both Williams, yeah. Cantor. Uh, Cantor and Tice. Yes, I completely – like I have the roster in front of me. I'm just not paying attention. Yeah, they have five centers on the roster. Exactly. And Taco. So, like, and Taco. And Taco. So, like, and I think next year you're probably going to see a little bit more Taco. I hope so. I think he's going to get some rotation minutes. So, exactly. Like, so then who would be the la- last center in that rotation? Taco. But like – You think Taco below Poirier? Oh, no, no. I mean, Poirier, Poirier's out. Yeah, okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we take two of our draft picks. Like, even if it's Memphis's draft pick, like, we have young talent. I'm sorry, Danny. Like, as much as you want to keep drafting young talent, we have so much package uh, the Memphis I mean, pick. like, think of it like this, though. Like, you can just draft somebody to fill that spot you're talking about. You don't I need know, to trade. I know, but, like, we could trade that, like, top 14 pick. Actually, our pick in the from 20s. what I heard, this draft is kind of shit. Exactly. So we trade our 14th pick, potentially our... Um, mid twenties pick, and Vincent Poirier for like a decent, like possible guy that could get some like sort of minutes, like from the Knicks. Like, I don't even know who. Just like anybody that can provide some semblance of shooting. Like if the Spurs decide to blow it up, a Bryn Forbes, or if the 
Knicks or Pistons decide to blow it up, like a Svima Kylie we saw, but he's younger, so they probably wouldn't give him up. Or the Knicks like wanted to give up one of their random shooters that they signed, like Reggie Bullock, who's older, but he could like mentor the guys. I don't even know. I'm just talking out of my ass now. Like just anybody. Damian Dotson on the Knicks, who's like fifth in their depth chart, but a solid shooter. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's like a lot to give up for somebody off the bench. No, yeah, it is, but like somebody that you could probably sign. Like you can just sign somebody. To yeah, be that's also true. But then who do we get rid of? Wanamaker. I, I just think they can upgrade his his spot. Uh, I don't think they really need him. It's just... like right now he's fine. Like I'm not saying like they should break the bank or screw up the rotation now to like bring somebody in. But like, who's this Wanamaker? Yeah, like I don't think – I don't know. Like I, the bench – I mean, when healthy, it's okay because I got Smart and Cantor and, or, or Williams. So it's just kind of tough. You're just going to have to wait and see. I don't think there's really any move they could make that's like a like a surefire win. So yeah, it's kind of no, tough. It's, just... it's tough to say like, oh, they should bring in this guy or they should bring in that guy because like you have to find somebody to get rid of. Like do you really want to get rid of him? I agree. It's. I love that we have so many talented guys and like so many young guys, but it's so tough to have a full roster this year. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we got, like literally 17 players on the roster potentially. There's there's just like a lot of guys that like aren't worth getting rid of. Like there's a lot of young guys. I, know, I guess it's so, so tough. like I I'm really high on Romeo. I think he's, he's me too. Be, no, he's great. Grant Williams is amazing. Grant Williams has been really well. Carson good. could be good oh, if we give him a better say, chance. Yeah. I love Tremont Waters. Tacos a funny as hell, like a meme. I think I think Carson Edwards is the odd man out. Even though Brad I mean, was no, yeah. saying that he might not even be out of the rotation. This, yeah, like, I saw that. You saw that? Yeah, like he was talking about um, – If we need buckets. Like, oh, he could still come in off the bench and make an impact. We'll have to see. So these – this like back end of the season will be kind of interesting because we'll get to see uh, probably deep rotations, be trying out people for different mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. You know, guys will get more chances Yeah, because you're going to see people resting. Like you know, I just realized – A lot. Carson Edwards was like a second round pick, right? So he didn't get a guaranteed contract. We gave him a three year contract. Did they? Three years with a team option for a fourth year. So like he's here. I don't think Carson's going anywhere. Might get traded. I think I think he's like a really valuable trade piece. Like I think teams like him. I think he needs the ball. I, I yeah, I think if he was on a bad team, he'd be really performing well because he'd be getting the reps that he probably needs. I think he can develop into a solid point guard. It's just he's not going to get the chance to here as much, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you got depth really a lot. Like, you've got Kemba and Smart. Smart's, like, a really great point guard, like, in terms of playmaking, I think. Like, I think he's really underrated in passing, and he doesn't really get to distribute as much. Like, he does take a lot of threes, but when he's really working in the pick and roll, like, he's great. So, yeah, there's just there's so it's much It's going to be hard to crack into the rotation. There's so much talent, and moving forward, this is such a young team. I feel like we're going to be good for so long, and I'm so excited. Yeah, and also, like, uh, like I like when uh, like players like Kemba are out, and like Brad just shoves like a non-rotation player in the starting lineup, like like when yeah. he started Romeo against Magic. Yeah, or like I think that's good. That's good to like start with. I mean, not to start with, but like 
it's good for the rotation guys to maintain that role. No, oh, yeah. Playing the role. And then it gives somebody else a chance to prove himself. So I think it works out really well when he does that. I agree. I like it. Like when Javante started that one random game or stuff like that. Did he start? Did yeah, he start a game? Javante has one start on the season. I like Javante. I, I, I kind of – it makes me sad that we don't play him as much anymore. I feel like he's such a solid guy. Like he's a good defender, good enough. He's like so explosive. I don't know. It's, it's all matchups. <laughs> it's tough, yeah. I feel like we haven't seen him in a few games though. We haven't seen him in a while, I don't think, no. Um, we've been seeing a lot of Wanamaker instead. A lot of Romeo, too, I feel like, more so Romeo than, too. than Green. Which is good. I'm glad Romeo's playing. I think it's important yeah. that he plays. And he's, like, developing to a solid, like, pretty good on defense. I think he just needs to get his shooting more consistent, and then he'll be great for us. Yeah, I think he needs to study Hayward. I think mm-hmm. he could be really good at being a Hayward type. Yeah, I agree. We haven't seen Javante Green since we... Um, since Romeo had his big game against Atlanta. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Romeo deserves some minutes. He's been playing solid defense when he's in, too. He's been covering. He covered LeBron. He played all right on him. It was the play where he blocked him, and then LeBron got the ball back midair and scored, which was incredible. Speaking of defense on LeBron, remember when Tice covered him for, like, three possessions in a row and just clamped him? (laughs) Did he? I I don't really remember. Like, I I was probably, like, uh, not paying attention to that. No, <laughs> Tice played solid defense on LeBron. I just Tice played solid defense on everybody. People he's... need to stop sleeping on him. I I'm agree. so sick of it. Super good. Super. Put super some good. respect on his name. Stop saying the Celtics need a big man. Tice is a beast. Tice is our big man. He's he's good. He's emerged into a. Um, I feel like you know King of the Fourth Quarter on YouTube. You heard of him? Uh, I've seen like a couple of his. I got he does you. a lot of rebuild. Videos yeah, yeah. yeah. I was watching one of his rebuilds today, and he had Tice. And Tice is an 80 overall in 2K now, which is solid. And he was like, I think we need a new center. And then he looked, and he was like, actually, you know what? Tice is pretty good. And I, I just made me feel good as a Celtic fan. I was like, hell yeah, Tice is pretty good. It's glad to see yeah, other people. He is notice. pretty good. Like, he's, he's just he's... a solid center. Solid, solid center. Um, But, yeah, I feel like we can wrap it up around here. Anything you want to say to end it off? Uh, Not really. Not today. If you don't follow, follow us, both of mm-hmm. us. Um, I just posted a new article about Robert Williams. So Ooh, read okay. that, so I feel like I didn't waste my time writing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it has a good amount of views. It has thirteen articles. Mm. Facebook bump, baby. Facebook bump. Oh, but yeah, guys, follow Sam at Parquet Press. I'm at Bannertown USA on Twitter. Both pretty pretty active on there. I just tweeted at Grant Williams for the 16th day. I'm pretty sure I've been slacking a little bit, but. We're back on it, back on the grind. And we're going to have other guests. Suggest guests for us yeah, because facts. I want to do a guest show. I haven't done one yet. Yeah. I've always been a guest, um, part of the show. Exactly. Sam's going to be a guest. I feel like it'll be a nice, nice uh, flow with three people too. So we'll, we'll be sure to have someone on, even if it's like one of our friends like at first. Like my friend wants to come on, so we'll have him on. If one of your buddies wants to come on too, definitely. Maybe we'll get the big man on. <laughs> Tyler, is that who you're talking about? My boy Tyler. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, But, yeah, guys, thanks for listening to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA. See you guys next time. Peace.